Welcome to this week's sermon from Spark. We are a community who believes we are deeply loved by God and seek to welcome, support, love, and serve every person we meet. We hope this message has something for you today. Amen. So, how many of you have ever planted a seed? Raise your hand. Have you ever put a seed in some dirt and hoped that it would grow? All right, keep your hands up if when you planted your seed, something did actually grow out of the ground or the pot or wherever you put it. Okay, keep your hand up if that plant that you put in the ground and grew produced a flower or a vegetable or a fruit or made something. Keep your hand up. All right, so some of you all have been able to, you can put your hands down now, have been able to grow something from that little tiny speck of a thing all the way until it makes a fruit or a flower, and then it's kind of that whole life cycle all over again because the fruit and the flower and the vegetables, they produce more seeds, right? And it kind of keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. Um, I have a confession. I'm really bad at plants. Like, I really like plants. I think they're beautiful. I have this dream of having kind of this beautiful garden in my backyard or like a back patio that has all these beautiful potted plants with the vines and all of this because I love being in nature and I love admiring the plants. However, I am not good at growing the plants or taking care of the plants. And I have tried I have really honestly tried, and I have um, just not quite found the knack for how to take care of them. Like, I know they all need water, and they all need light, and maybe some fertilizer or plant food mixed in there, but I haven't been super good at finding the balance of how much light and how much water and how much of the plant food fertilizer. Um, A lot of my plants end up kind of rotting because I water them too much, or they end up, like, becoming parched help me, cactuses, because I forget for weeks and weeks to water them, and then I'm like, oh no, uh, that's right, you need water. So um, it's bad enough that like, when I'm at a store and I'm admiring the beautiful plants because I think they're so pretty and I want to take them home, that my husband will like walk up beside me and be like, picking out your next victim um, because <laughs> they all end up dying. Um, I do have a few plants in my house that have survived, and I honestly say that That is to their credit, not to mine. They seem to be surviving in spite of me. They're like, this woman will not get to me. I will live. Um, And so they do still, I do still have some green things in my house, but I will say it is not at all because of anything that I have done. Um, And we're talking about plants. So maybe some of you can relate to my struggles of wanting to keep plants alive. And maybe, I hope, that there are some of you in this room who are very gifted at your nurturing of plants because then maybe I can be gifted some of the plants that you know how to take care of. But we're talking about plants today because we are going to be reading a story called The Parable of the Sower. And how many of you have ever heard that word parable before? maybe a new word. Um, It's not a parabola like you might hear in geometry class. It's a parable. And a parable is a story. And Jesus used parables to teach us about the kingdom of God. Jesus took ordinary things in our life, things that we can look around and notice and see, and used them to teach us a new vision for what the world could look like. So that's what a parable is. 
And there are lots of stories, parables in scripture that Jesus gave to us as a way of explaining complicated things. And so we're going to read one of those today. The other word I want to introduce you to is if you heard me say parable of the sower, maybe you're not familiar with that word sower, and that's S-O-W, not S-E-W, because when we sow S-E-W, that's like stitching or um, sewing, like making things. Um, Sower, S-O-W, is a sower of seeds, because to put a seed in the dirt is the process of sowing a seed, okay? So when we say sower, we're really talking about a farmer or somebody who plants seeds, all right? But we're going to actually watch our story today. I know you all love these videos, so turn your attention to the TV screen, right? And the farmer is going out, throwing out seeds, sowing seeds, And where do the seeds land? There's four different places the seeds land. Can you tell me one of them? The path? Where the rocks were? Near thorns? The fertilized soil. Good job. So you're paying attention. So the farmer's out sowing seeds, and they're all falling in different places. And we learn about what happens to the seeds in each of those places, right? We heard that in the video. But then after Jesus tells this story about their seeds and there's different types of ground that the seeds fall on, the disciples come up to Jesus and are like, what does it mean, right? (laughs) Because you imagine if Jesus is standing in a boat and he's teaching, he tells this story about the farmer and the seeds and then he just kind of stops there. And the people who are closest to him, the disciples, they know that Jesus means something more by what he's saying but they aren't 100% sure what it's all about. And so they ask him to clarify. And that's when Jesus explains further and says, well, in this story, the seed is the word of God. And the different soils are how people receive it. Now for us, when we hear that the seed is the word of God, we can think about it a few different ways. Um, In the video, it was represented by the Bible. So they hear the word of God like words from the Bible, kind of like right now, you're hearing the word of God proclaimed. We can also think about the word of God as Jesus, because in John 1, it says the word became flesh, that Jesus was God in real life, and that Jesus brought the word to life for us. And so we could also hear that and say how people receive Jesus. Um, And it can really be anything that has to do with God and our faith. How do we receive it? is what we're talking about when we talk about the seeds or the word of God. So we're going to go type of soil or ground by type of soil or ground and talk about it for a second. So I have all of the different types of soil slash ground on the table up here. And the first one is the road or the path, right? So I've got some pavers up here. Um, When the seed falls on the path, what happens to it? Do you remember from the video? People walk on it. And birds come and eat it, right? Because there's seed there, and birds like to eat that. So metaphorically, what it means is that the seed, when the word falls on the rocky path or someone who is like the rocky path, it means that it just falls there and nothing happens because the seeds can't burrow down into the concrete or into the path and get to the soil to where they have the nice place to grow. And so it's like when we come to worship or church and we fall asleep in church or we uh, maybe just are daydreaming and not really paying attention. We come and we have the opportunity to receive something, but we're just not open to it, right? We're kind of like, not paying attention. 
It can also be like when we read our Bible by ourselves, and we might read something, and when we're done, we close our Bible, and we're like, well, that felt like a whole other language. I have no idea what that meant. That was a very nice story, and then we just kind of move on with our life. And so all of us have probably experienced those things before, right, where we come to church and just like, hmm, and we don't really do anything with it, or we might read our Bible, and nothing really sinks in. And so the rock, the path is where people are exposed to the word of God in some way, shape, or form, but it doesn't really sink in. They don't understand it. There's nothing that really changes anything about who they are. So that's the rock, the path. Then some seeds fell on the rocky soil. So we have some rocks in a cup here. What happened to the seeds that fell on the rocky soil? They grew and died. Yes. What specifically, what happened that caused them to like, fade out. The sun burned them, right. So the seeds fall, they have a place to go, they grow up a little bit, and they have some roots, but then because rocky soil doesn't really protect, it doesn't keep moisture, it doesn't allow them to stay rooted, then when the sun comes up, these rocks get really, really hot, and it burns up the whole plant, and it doesn't survive. If you've ever gone and weeded in like a landscaped area, if people have like the pretty rocks, you know, and you've pulled things out of the rocks, it's usually a lot easier to pull them out of the rocks than it is to pull them out of really packed dirt, you know, because there's a lot more space between all of the rocks. So Jesus says that the people who are like the rocky path are people who hear the word of God or receive something about God. They might start to believe in God. They might start to understand some things about God and their faith grows a little bit. But then as soon as some type of challenge comes to them in their life, they kind of fall apart as far as their faith life falls apart. So, for example, you know, you come to understand and believe in God, but then you go through a difficult time. Maybe um, someone in your family passes away or someone you know is suffering from cancer or some other big obstacle comes in your way and it makes you question, is God really here? Does God really love me? I don't think so. And you kind of walk away from it. Make sense? So that's the rocky path. What, was, what happened to the seed that fell amongst the thorns? Yeah, they grow up and they get kind of, they get torn apart by the thorns. Did you want to add something? No? Anyone else want to add anything? It kind of sucked the life out of the the plant. So if you've ever planted something and there's a bunch of other plants there, they have to compete for soil and for space, right? And they don't often do well. And so these are thorns from the rose bushes outside that I put in this cup to kind of remind ourselves of what the thorns can be like. And Jesus said that this is kind of similar to the rocky path. Someone hears the word of God, they might meet Jesus, they come to understand who God is, But then instead of like challenging things getting there in their way, it's that other stuff in their life starts to crowd out um, their faith or their relationship with God. Other things become more important. And the thing that's difficult about this one is other things in our life are important. School is important. Family is important. Relationships can be important. Um, It's how we prioritize those, right? 
and what thing is always the most important. And so it's not that we're not allowed to have friends or we're not allowed to be on the soccer team or that we're not allowed to do those things, but how can we bring God into those things, right, rather than letting those things crowd out God? And that's what happens in the thorns is other stuff crowds out and distracts us and pulls us away from our relationship with God. So what about the last one, the good soil? What happened? Quincy. It grew, right? It grows and it flourishes to the point that what? Yes, so it produced up to 100 times, which if a farmer was listening to that, they would be surprised. Like that's a miraculous amount of crop to come out of the amount of seeds that the farmer would have produced. And the reason it's able to do this is because the good soil is not crowded out by other things. There's enough dirt for the roots to grow deep and to continue to pull nourishment from the ground and, and be able to get water as much as it needs. So even when the sun comes up, the roots are nice and deep and able to get water and moisture and cool. And so the plant is able to fully thrive. And so Jesus says that people who are like good soil are people who are able to hear the word of God. They're open to receive it. They take time to process it. And then they allow it to change them to the point that they start to produce fruit. And by that, it means that People can look at you and say, there's something different about that person. I think they might believe in God. And that in the scriptures, it tells us that the book of Galatians gives us the fruit of the spirit, which are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And those are just some examples of what our life can look like when we really allow our relationship with God to take root and to transform us from the inside out so that we reflect God in the world and that we start to treat other people the way that Jesus would have treated them. And then we ultimately, by doing so, help to make more disciples here on earth. And it just is this thing that multiplies and grows and grows and grows in the same way that when a plant has the opportunity to grow up to the point that it flowers, it produces more seeds, which produce more plants, and so on and so on and so on. So you see how Jesus took this really ordinary thing that you all can, we all can look at and transformed it into something that gave us a vision of what the kingdom of God can look like. Now here's the temptation. When we hear this story, so often we get caught up on the categories of the different types of soil. We see the road, we see the rocks, we see the thorns, and we see the soil. And we think that we, or most likely other people, can only be one of those things. Like which box does the person fit into? Am I the road? Am I the rocks? Am I the thorns? Am I the good soil? And every pastor you've ever heard probably or will ever hear tell you this story is obviously our desire is to grow to be the good soil. We want to be the good soil. But sometimes it causes us to get so caught up in our heads about how we can earn God's love by becoming good soil. We become so fixated on our need to be perfect that we maybe will miss out on the actual point of the story. So the point of the story is not that you are only this or you are only that. The point of the story is that we can be all of these things. 
at different points in our lives and that we are constantly changing and evolving and depending on the circumstances that we're in, we can be like these different people. I can look back on my life and say, there are definitely some times where I was this path or that I am because it could be like day to day that this changes or that there were seasons in my life where I really got distracted by other stuff and that that became more important than my relationship with God or that when I went through really difficult things, my faith was in a weak spot So we are all of these things at different times in our lives, and that's okay. The point of the story is maybe to recognize that we are these different things at different times and to reflect on how we can dig deeper and build stronger roots so that we can become more like the good soil and allow God's love and mercy and forgiveness and all the good things of God to be with us no matter what is going on in our life. Now, up until this point, we've talked a lot about the different soil, right? That's kind of been the focus. We're talking about who we are and what the seeds are doing. But if you'll remember, this story is called the parable of the sower. Not the parable of the different types of ground. It's the parable of the sower, And so often when we read this story, we read that first sentence about how one day there was a farmer out sowing seeds and we forget about the farmer and we focus so much on the seeds and what they're doing that we miss maybe the most important point of all. That this sower, this farmer, is doing something a little bit unusual because I know that I'm a terrible plant parent, but I do at least know when I'm trying to plant a seed that I should put it in some dirt and some good soil. So if I'm out there spreading my seed, I would be very intentional about dropping it in the places where I hope that it will have the greatest chance of growing. And yet here, this farmer is just out there throwing the seed around, even dropping some on the path where they are walking. And if I was a farmer way back when Jesus was telling this story, I would be like, what is up with this particular farmer? That's a very unwise thing to do. If you want crop, you need to put the seeds in the ground where it's going to grow. Not on the path, not in the rocks, not in the thorny plants, in the good soil. But we remember that this is a parable. That Jesus is trying to use an ordinary situation to teach us something extraordinary. And the extraordinary thing that Jesus is trying to teach us in this moment is that the farmer, the sower, is God. And that God doesn't only offer God's word to us when we are good soil. That God's word is available to us even when we're not open to receiving it, even when we are struggling with doubt and not sure what to do with it, even when we might pick other things over God, God offers it to us and says that it's still worth sharing with you. Let that sink in for a second. Even when you're not open to receiving it, you're not ready for it, or you don't understand it, even when things get in your way, circumstances make you doubt or wonder or question or walk away, even when there are other things that are distracting you from it, God is still going to offer the word to you. 
with the hope that one day, one of the times where God is sowing the seed, that it will take plant, that it will root itself deeply in your life, and it will grow and flourish and become a beautiful thing that produces fruit in your life. That's why God continues to carelessly throw this seed with the hope that one day it will take root in your life. And so we can focus on what we need to do to be the good soil, that we maybe need to be aware that our minds and our hearts need to be open, that we need to make sure we get a good night's rest before we come to church so we can receive what it is that God might need to say, that we can learn to ask questions when we don't understand so that we can continue to grow. We can do all of these things, but that also is just as equally important as God offering us the word to begin with. It's a meet-in-the-middle kind of situation. God's not standing off really far hoping that you'll catch up one day. God's right here and is willing to meet us in the middle. And so, friends, this is good news for us. It's good news for me as a person that doesn't know how to take care of plants. It's a good news for me as someone who struggles with this sometimes. It's good news for you that God will meet you exactly where you are. And so our encouragement today is to hear that God is already offering himself through Jesus to you and to reflect on how you are able to receive that. Are you able to receive it? And if not right now, know that I have hope and God has hope and I hope that you have hope that if not right now, then that one day when the moment is right, it will sink in and it will take root and it will grow and it will become beautiful and it will reflect God's kingdom here on earth. Let's pray. God, we give thanks that you are the type of farmer that does things that doesn't make sense to us. God, that you are the type of farmer who will throw out the word of God to all people, no matter where we are in our journey, in our life, that you meet us where we are so that we can grow in time with you. God, I pray for each person in this room. I pray for the ways that we each at times are the path, that we each at times are the rocky ground, that we each at times find ourselves amongst thorns. And God, I pray that in your timing we would be good soil, that we would be open to receiving your word, and that it would take root in our lives and that it would change the way we see ourselves and the way we see other people so that we can join in the good work that you started here on earth by building your kingdom here. We love you and we thank you for who you are and who you're creating us to be. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, follow the link in the description below. Peace be with you. Yeah.